Hello and welcome everyone to Conversation Amongst Friends, Life, Health, Universe and Everything. I'm Cecil Zunyan and I'm a fitness and energy coach. And my mission is to change the lives of millions of women so that they can create the life they desire. And with me, I have Hazel Hadley. Woo! Hey, I'm Hazel. I am a life and energy coach, and I support women to up level in their business so that they can create a life that they really, really love living with freedom and joy and fulfilling whatever mission they're here to fill. Yay! <laughs> so, we change it every time. <laughs> we change it every time. <laughs> um, so we both mentioned about people creating change and living the life they want and that's what we're going to talk about today is creating change and this has come up quite a lot i think for both of us about creating change and creating the life that we want um, and it's, it's come up a lot in the books that i'm reading and the i don't know the things i've seen on facebook like marketing videos and you know people that i follow so i thought it'd be a really interesting topic about how do we create change in our lives? <laughs> so how do we live the life that we want? So we have some ideas and we can talk about like what, what has worked for us. Um, at the moment I am journaling and visualization, visualizing and really getting in tune with what my goals are so that I can focus my energy and have clarity and focus. <laughs> wow. That sounds fantastic. It sounds good, but sometimes it's, it's harder than you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to like visualize and connect to the feeling and really connect to that, what it is I want. I totally hear you, because I think it was a couple of months ago, because we, we, just for listeners' sake, um, what we're doing with this podcast is we're, we're friends, sharing our conversations with you guys, basically. So we talk about this stuff normally, but we thought we'd record it and just just share the sort of topics that we enjoy talking about um, and nerding out on. Um, so um, I don't know if I told you a few months ago, or maybe I just did a live about it in my group, that I made a kind of, turned a corner into, hmm, perhaps I shouldn't mentally create my goals. Perhaps I should feel my goals. And it was a real kind of switch of, huh, feel my goals, like create my goals from a place of feeling, because I've been very blocked on my feelings for like for years, and it's sort of undoing now, and it's like, well, what do I feel like creating, what do I feel like moving forwards towards, and it was a real kind of, kind of challenge to get my head around the idea of letting go of, and mentally creating the goals, um, and I think at the moment they're doing a bit of a game of tag, going no it's you it's like there you go you you're out now it's my turn <laughs> yeah I definitely get that yeah but yeah I, I totally get what you're saying because I like you I've been trying to feel it I've been feeling into the goals a bit more but sometimes it, it's just the brain kicks in and you, you don't you don't feel it so how can we get into that feeling more Mm. How do you do it? <laughs> um, I have started doing a much more um, rich morning routine. So I've always done some sort of self-development morning routines. But for me, I've sort of found a spot in my new house in the conservatory under a lovely tree um, where I just go and relax for like half an hour in the morning. 
and <laughs> I talk to myself on video. <laughs> so I don't do journaling. I used to do morning pages, which is a version. Sorry if you can hear noise. There's like culinary stuff going on in the background. So it sounds like a pneumatic drill over here. I can't hear um, <laughs> okay, cool. So um, I do a video journal to myself. And when I started doing that, it was really kind of going, okay, what is it I'm desiring? What is it I'm wanting? What is it I'm wishing for? And just having that conversation with myself. Um, you can do it as written as well. Um, so that's where it started because when I sort of attempted to start disengaging the brain and going, no, what do I feel like? It was kind of took a little while for that to start opening up and getting glimpses. So it was really small. So I would just like, hook on to what what would what would it feel like to live in a house that really nurtured me, or what would it feel like to do to work with the sort of people I would really love to work with, and so it's not even pinning down who they are. It's what would I feel like in that situation, and let, letting the visualization of it um, or the idea of it grow from how I want to feel. Yeah. So if that makes sense, but it's just edging in that way and then seeing how it unfolds naturally. Yeah. And I think that's quite good to like ask yourself, how would I feel in that situation? Like how would I feel in that house or doing that job or whatever? Like asking yourself that because sometimes like so I do the written journaling, which is similar to the video thing, it's just one's writing, one's talking. And sometimes you it's easy to forget that, oh, well, how will I feel when that happens? It's rather than, oh, this is what I want. Okay, universe, provide it. But actually tuning into that feeling is a totally different thing. And yeah. Those questions. How, do, how will I feel? Another thing that's kind of came out for me with the recent training that I'm doing is around asking what it is that you desire. And, um, and I do do some morning journaling asking... Um, what I want that day but sometimes those things are things that are bigger than that day and the point we start with that is what am I worrying about mm. so what's on my mind what is that worry so I'm worrying I don't know for example about what could I offer my clients that they're really going to want to buy into or um worrying about what we're going to talk about on the podcast today I don't know um <laughs> like it could be anything that you're kind of thinking Hmm, or I don't know where that next bit of money is going to come from and but you transmute that into what you would like so it's taking a feeling and making that into I would really love it if I was provided with the insight and the clarity of what to talk about or what to create with clients so again it's coming at your goals from a, a more daily smaller level but it helps to know what your bigger picture might feel like so it's two different ways of approaching it Actually, and that's quite a nice way of doing it because sometimes when you have that big end goal or like you have just a big goal, it's, it can feel really like overwhelming of how, how the hell do I get there? But taking these small little steps and going, okay, what is my goal for today? You're doing little, little steps, but it's taking you closer to that big step and it's so much easier to just, just do it and get on with it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always say to my clients that it's about baby steps. Because mm. as a life coach, um, it's very much very masculine. Like, where do you want to be? Why do you want it? Why is it important to you? And what are the steps to get there? And then you break the closest step to the tiniest, tiniest step. And then 
what what actions can you take it's kind of that sort of thing and it's very boom 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 and your your why is your really important thing your motivation um your reason for doing it because that's if you haven't got a strong why you won't do it because you're just um it just doesn't mean enough to you to go through the discomfort um and the effort required and i'm, I'm really turned off by that approach now mm. um it's a very good approach it works but it's very masculine um i i don't i don't know if it works better for men than women i just know for me i'd rather approach creating change in a more 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 floaty organic way i guess a much more um feelings-based evolving way um so yeah i'd love the dream house i'd love to travel the world i'd love uh, to see pearl jam on every continent um they play on and there i do so i do have these big things that i would love but i haven't gone okay i want to have my dream house and it's going to cost this much and it's going to be in that area i'm going to have it by then yeah. you know i haven't like pinned it down like traditional coaches might because the house is not important what's important is the feeling you get from having that and it might be that what you actually will get you there is something very different to what you've mentally pictured it as so for me forcing a visualization and forcing a very smart that's the kind of coach thing specific measurable achievable realistic and time framed um so it's been a while since i've said them i can't even remember properly um mostly public speaking on this as well um anyway (laughs) um i I just i'm taking a much sort of gentler approach with it because i just found those ways left me stressed thinking I've got to get this house I've got to get this money I've got to create this thing and it stopped life now being as rich and the journey didn't feel as as enjoyable so I definitely for me have found an approach that is softer but oh so much more fun yeah (laughs) I think also it helps keep you motivated because like let's say let's say you want to lose weight and you're like, okay, this is what I want. This is my end weight, for instance. This is how much I need to lose. I need to eat this and I need to do this exercise and that's it. You can get there. But unless you've got that drive or that, and I really think that tuning into that feeling of what it will feel like when you get there, that it's so easy to get off track. You're like, oh, well, today I'll have this snack or today I'll have some McDonald's or I won't exercise today or whatever. And it's so easy to fall off the wagon because there's so many obstacles that are going to come up because that's life and they do. And if you can't really, if it, and I think when you really tune into that feeling, it's so much easier to stay motivated because you know how awesome you're going to feel. And, I, and, I, and you're right. I don't know if it's, it's different for women and men. I think from what I understand, women are a lot more, Feeling and emotional <laughs> emotion as a stereotype yeah <laughs> but i know lots of guys who are really emotional <laughs> like, more than i am but like so i wonder if we tune in better to that when we visualize that so what our why and we tune into that feeling if that works better for us than for men i don't know yeah maybe we men out there, who are listening <laughs> I, I had a conversation with someone the other day. Um, we were sort of both chatting about business, our businesses. And he was saying like he had, he'd had a day the day before where he just got up and was so in flow with, with this creative 
burst in his business that he just worked, 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 focus, 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 do, do, do. And he was doing up until midnight, got up early the next morning, do, 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 focus, focus, focus. And it was all to get him to his bigger goals that he was super clear on. He even asked me like, where, where do you want to be in six months time? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, like enjoying my life. I'm healthy. <laughs> um, it kind of, it's been a long time since someone's asked me that. I was totally unprepared, but he was just a go, go, go. And he was achieving, achieving, achieving. And my approach is much more organic and intuition, intuition based. And, um, as many kind of relaxing parts as there is building parts mm-hmm. and it's a very different vibe. So it just struck me that perhaps there is something in this thing of, a more masculine approach and a more feminine approach. But as men and women, we both have masculine and feminine within us. So you'll always be a combination, but it was like as a stereotype, his work day had been so different to mine. Mine involved lying in the sun in the garden. Um, His was like work, 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 work. Um, And maybe we have very different results as a result of that. But I had a lot of fun and he had a lot of fun in our respective ways of working. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> how that can, but I guess it. I guess it. What matters is how you want your work day or your day, you know, your day in general to look like. And everyone has different priorities, um, and how you approach your actions will be affected by that. Well, I think we've both had these conversations before about. And we've both had periods, haven't we, where we've just worked and worked and worked and done and done and done and got up first thing in the morning, worked all the way through the day, every spare minute, do more actions and more actions. And we're still 11 o'clock at night messaging, going, yeah, still working on my blog, still working on this, still working on that. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm not made in a way that can sustain that. Um, I always find that I eventually burn out. And when I do that, I can't sustain anything. Um, and I know now to see the signs. So for me, it's about creating the, so we've gone from change to business development, but it's still the same thing. It's creating the things that are going to be part of your change making in your life. And it's, it's about being kind of more, more clever with what you do, more selective. Um, so it's less is more, I guess, for me, because there's a million things you could do. And that's the same with any goal. If you have a goal that you're working on, you could work on it from sunrise to sundown and it might not get you any further forwards than if you just did one thing a day. Yeah. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't, but I, yeah. To be honest, when I'm like in a flow and I'm feeling good and I like, I know what I'm doing, I can, I can bust out my work. So like, I, like for example, I work better in the evenings. Um, generally, I don't work in the evenings because like my boyfriend's home and we want to spend time together but if I spend like a couple of hours or even an hour working at night I can bust out a whole bunch of stuff I probably would have taken me eight hours during the day <laughs> at like and I've just like I'm just so focused it just happens like boom 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 it comes out so part of me is like well why waste eight hours trying to do this chunk of work when actually I can do it in an hour like who's, who decided that we need to be working all the time to be successful <laughs> exactly change the subject here, but like. I, I get the same thing in the mornings yeah if I work in the mornings I can tackle things that take like I struggle with at the rest of the day I do a better quality of work 
and faster. Um, and it's frustrating because in the afternoons, I'm like a bit more of a zombie. Yeah. And I kind of want to just lie back and just my brain, I don't want to be sat at the computer. I don't want to be, I just, I just don't want it. Um, which is tricky because I'm better at everything in the mornings, including the personal development and everything. And I can't fit everything into my mornings. <laughs> But what I've done as part of my lifestyle is that I block out my morning. So it's incredibly rare that I'll agree to anything meetings wise, um, connection wise in the morning, because that is my magic time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've actually, I've sort of, I've made it really different now. So I don't have breakfast um, till about midday. Mm-hmm. And so my whole morning is free to just be and do. And then I still work for a couple of hours after breakfast and then stop around two-ish, mm-hmm. um, if I feel that way, and then do something for me. So it's sort of morphed into something else at the moment, but it, it's still like it's much better quality and it feels so good. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's part of like creating change, creating a work schedule that works for you so that you're working when you're in your optimum optimal I don't know what the word is in your best <laughs> optimal space like so that the work you're getting done is like focused and it's good quality and you get it done without it taking over your life yeah and there's that other theory theory that I was teaching about how if you're setting up a business for example you you I, I, it takes more energy to get it off the ground admittedly it does yeah but ideally, if you have a set number of hours that you want to work a week or a set shape of hours, you want to be creating that as you're setting up your business. Mm-hmm. Because if you're working 40 hours a week and you only want to work 20, um, the, you're less likely from a law of attraction, energetic perspective, you're less likely to get the results you desire because a part of you will go, I don't want this business to work if it means I'm going to have to keep working 40 hours a week to do it. Yeah, because um, at some point you're going to have to create a transition and what we do is we we flump out we kind of fill out our time if we make that time available for with, with chores um so it's about going okay if i only want to work 20 hours a week which 20 hours what am i going to focus on most and use it more productively so that you're creating that you're creating what you want rather than creating what you don't want to then get to what you want which is silly yeah exactly and actually like we can get so much done in a short amount of time like i use an app i think it's called good time or something mm-hmm. where it's got 25 minute slots so you put the timer on you've got 25 minutes and usually i have like a list of okay what do i need to do today and when i've got that timer on i get through so much more so much quicker than if i don't have it on which is silly <laughs> how does that work but it does which means you can then create like I can create the lifestyle I want according to the time schedule and boundaries. And it's, it's so easily done if we are focused and ready for it to happen. Yeah. It, it's having a method of create like working for you, I think. So I'm the same. I know exactly what my top priorities are to do. Mm -hmm. I, I know which order ideally I would want them done in and I use a timer. Um, what makes mine a little bit more squiffy now is that I'm operating on intuition. So if intuition goes, no, go and do that thing, I will drop everything and go and do that thing, no matter how random it is. Yeah. But that's part of my intuition experiment that's going to, so I'm trusting a different method now. Yeah. 
So just talking, I'm just thinking about change. Like, why would people want to create change? Like, just thinking about the broader context. Um, well, I guess it's creating change so that you do it, you're living the life that you want. That's how I'm seeing it, because I know so many people who hate their job, or they're, or they're not that really, enjoy, they don't enjoy it, and they pretty much live for their weekends, their time off. Um, or they maybe maybe they want to do things like hobbies or um, I don't know they want to go traveling they want to do something for themselves but they feel stuck or they feel like there's something there that's preventing them from doing it um, or yeah just changing the way they live their lives so it doesn't have to be extreme change does it yeah, it could be small change because um, a lot of people in my, my working world are thinking there has to be more to life than this. Mm. Like for some people, they've got to a point where they've set, set different things up and it's just like, ugh. Like, okay, I'm bored with my partner. I'm going to do the same work. That's like what I thought I wanted, but it's actually really like, ugh. Yeah. Like just that kind of like roundabout going round and round and round. It's like, is this it? Do I do this until I die? Um, exactly what a depressing thought <laughs> <laughs> I'm so depressed hearing that. it's so depressing um and i i we both know that there is so much you can do to change your world without even changing any of the external things yeah um, which is a whole probably a whole nother topic but um let alone like so you don't have to end your relationship in order to have a better relation like to be to create a better relationship you don't have to change your partner to have a better relationship or more fulfilling relationship you don't have to move your house you don't have to change your car or your job like there's so much you can do just to up your quality of life and your experience of life and your enjoyment of life exactly and then when you when you do those things and you start from you first and go out from you those other things start to tweak and change naturally. It's like some sort of magic happens. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, so I have a friend who's like quite miserable at the moment with her whole lifestyle. But the one thing that's constant in everything that's happened is her and how she feels about herself. And she's not happy internally, so nothing externally is going to make her happy. And it can be hard to change how you feel inside, but it, it's like we were saying earlier, small steps, making a decision to do something different or to feel something different or to change a thought. Like, yeah, little tweaks. <laughs> I totally agree. You know, I, I did a whole program, created a whole program on this this year um, around the developing your relationship with yourself. Yeah. And I'm still learning that myself as well. Like I, I've had a whole like massive like up level as far as my relationship with me this even this last week um and it's become richer and deeper and so much better I feel like tingly thinking about it like I'm actually excited more about my relationship with me about me um and knowing this and I've been on this journey for years like there's just so much we can do within ourselves, even without any external um, particular tools like we have. Um, there's so much you can do just to start recognizing that you are at the center. You're not on the periphery of your life and that 
your joy and your fulfillment doesn't come from external things Mm. it comes from within you yeah which might sound like a load of hippie bullshit um (laughs) in some respects if you've not come across this stuff before but in my experience it's it's the foundation block for everything you want to build and change and have in your life yeah if you you don't have that you won't have the self-worth to make anything of value happen for you Mm. exactly and like external things to make you happy but they're only going to make you happy for small bits of time and the moment they're gone then what you're unhappy that's that's not a nice way to live no yeah (laughs) definitely not it's like in my mind that if you want to create change in your life the first point is always go to yourself yeah it's Everything that you're created, everything you've created in your life is a reflection of your inner life. It's mm. a reflection of how you're showing up. Um, it's a reflection of your vibration you give out. It's, it's, it's just a reflection. And I know that some people might be, but this awful things happened and that awful things happened. And yeah, it's really hard to swallow that all those things are things you've called into your life or created in your life in some way. And it really sucks sometimes it really really sucks and but knowing that it comes from you not necessarily consciously but it comes from you means that you have the power to change it you have the power to learn from it and grow from it because most things happen for a reason to teach you something and help you evolve um so when you come from that you place and really take step into that responsibility piece of, okay, if I create my reality and I've created inadvertently, vibrationally attracted and created everything around me, then how do I have the power to create something better? How, how can I harness this power? Because we all have this power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's ours for the taking. It's just getting on that bandwagon and learning how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Quite exciting when you think about it <laughs> like the possibilities that are available to us if we just get out our, out our own way and not let our crap hold us back <laughs> yeah and a lot of people might not understand what this means i'd imagine if they're not in the kind of self-development world um and how it relates to change because you imagine change is like bringing in this external thing getting that new car upgrading your house going on that holiday or changing partner or changing weight um but it's when you do the inner work it's like it compounds what you can change in your life tenfold thousandfold millionfold and in a heartbeat because it condenses time in a weird way and so much more is possible in really weird, wacky, magical ways than even you can imagine right now. Yeah. Um, and I guess like I'm on that journey and, and says, oh, no, you're in your own way, you're on that journey. And it's not just limiting yourself to just what your brain can imagine for you. It's when you get tuned into that feeling of your values. So when you're creating change, this is a really important point actually that when you're creating change, you want it to be in alignment with your core values. So your core values are the part of you that they rarely change the core core ones over your whole life, unless you have like gigantic shock or trauma that like rarely change. So um, there'll be like three, four, five things that 
will describe you to a degree and what, what's important to you. So for me, it's um, enjoyment, connection, um, integrity and freedom. And everything I want to create in my life wants to be in complete alignment with those values. If it's not in alignment with them, it, it goes out. It's not, not going to stay on the, the goal pile, the desire pile, because what I, why would I want something in my life that's not in alignment with my values? It wouldn't feel good for me and it wouldn't be sustainable and it would just wouldn't add to my life. So ideally when you start with you and then you build consciously your in line with your, your values, you're building a much firmer foundation and you're going to love what you create rather than the shoulds like what the Joneses have it's much more about you and strengthening you yeah that's a good point to make actually because if it's not in that it's not in, in alignment with your core values then either your motivation can drop or you don't feel good about what you're doing because you know deep down that it doesn't feel right and you're going against what doesn't what feels right so yeah there's a that's actually a really important point yeah and it when you do things in alignment with your values it ties in with your sense of worth yeah and that's another fundamental piece is that you'll only attract what you in, in alignment with how much your self-worth is so yeah. you know if you're not attracting much it's your self-esteem your self-worth um self-respect all of that is pieces to look at because otherwise you'll sabotage you'll just you just won't allow it you you'll just say oh, i can't afford to do these things and you'll stop yourself um yeah god this stuff is so yummy i love this stuff i've been like getting deep diving into it with my personal evolution lately and it feels so good when you when you really kind of master swimming in that pool yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so i go off on one quite a lot don't i <laughs> i was just thinking i don't really have anything to add to that <laughs> that sounds good it is what it is um the thing is that is there anything else about change that i i took some notes but then listen so i had another theory about change and this is one that i don't know how truthful it is it's just the theory i had a couple of years ago that um change is going to happen the universe is ever expanding the universe is ever evolving as humans we are ever expanding and ever evolving but sometimes we don't allow ourselves to expand and evolve so we create like a safety bubble or a comfort zone around ourselves and that's as far as we'll allow ourselves to grow um, because beyond that feels uncomfortable or scary and unsafe um, a theory that i was working on a few years back was if you don't create create the change that the universe is nudging you to create like those little nudges that you kind of go oh i don't want to hear you eventually the universe will go you're not fucking listening and it pulls the rug out from under you and it turns your life upside down in a big kind of hit of cat catastrophe and you're then on your ass with your life in pieces i'm being a bit dramatic here but the universe just pulls the rug out and goes you're not fucking listening if you won't listen, I'm going to make you change. I'm going to force you into change. And so my theory for dealing with that is listen for one thing, um, but to actually start creating, um, instead of being um, reactive, start being proactive, which probably brings us back to the beginning topic, that start to kind of get a sense of what you would like more of in your life 
and make small proactive consistent changes in that direction yeah. so that could be something like just tidying up a cluttered space in your home a cupboard um that could be just noticing like I don't know, for me, every Thursday I'd get really stressed because I'd finish work and then go to Tai Chi and there wouldn't be enough time to eat and then let my food go down and I'd get quite stressed. Um, and so I just made some subtle changes in my timing and I, I changed what I ate so that it was quick to cook to mm. give me more time and then made that a routine. And so subtle changes, I, so my theory is to make the subtle proactive changes you're less likely to have the rug pulled out from under you because you're listening to yourself and you're taking action. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, I agree. Like if things do happen, like when you're not listening, the universe does, (laughs) like you're saying, pull a rug out from under your feet. It does happen. Um, And yeah, taking the little steps does, it keeps moving you forwards. And so that, if the rug does get pulled out from you on, the, on your feet, hopefully it won't be so big. But but yeah. I, I agree, like, I decided this year I was going to have a bit more fun in my life. And I just signed up to, like, a aerial hoop class. So it's just once a week. It's an hour of my time, but I can, it fits in with my schedule. And and it, when I go, I feel really good about it and I enjoy it. And it's, it's about those small steps. It's not a dramatic life change and suddenly my whole life's turned upside down is taking small steps so that I'm getting closer to the life I want and the life that feels right for me. Totally. Wow. It, yeah, it, it's, it's normally the small things. Mm. Like, and sometimes it can be big things, but and I also think if you do those small things, you get practiced at change. Yeah. Because when you're stuck in your comfort zone, like I do know people very close to me who get very in their safety bubble so much so that any sort of change throws them into disaster and stress and anxiety Mm. and they're kind of ill prepared because they haven't practiced those muscles um because um what what we practice with our businesses is leaning into discomfort Mm. of doing some of our marketing where we're allowing ourselves to be vulnerable leaning into the discomfort of like sales calls and i mean i love them now but it's definitely been a case in the past of like mm. and allowing yourself to like just lean so you've got the discomfort but you just can't see my hands unless you're watching on youtube but um you just lean into it and lean on it and it's like oh, okay i can i can i can do this i can face it so yeah practicing those muscles i think really important mm. for resilience because it's yeah. not always going to go right. No, exactly. <laughs> and that is okay. That's life. Things like good things happen, bad things happen, and you can't stop the bad things happening. Yeah. But you can be prepared so that you can deal with them in the best way possible. Um, and, and you know, we check life changes. Like you know, people change, our bodies change as we age. Like everything is always changing. Nothing stays the same. I mean, if you, even if you look at like technology in our lifetimes, how much has that changed in the last like 15, 20 years? Like so much. Oh yeah. So things are always constantly changing. And I think it's important to be adaptable and be okay to go out of your comfort zone and learn something new or you know, adapt to a new situation and, or take a new step and a new journey. Like that's not a bad thing. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a really good thing because 
change is going to happen <laughs> whether yeah. you want it or not <laughs> what would you what would you suggest to somebody who's in a really challenging place in their life right now like they're in their life and they're, it's a really dark place what would you suggest for them oh put you on the spot now i know <laughs> I remember when being in that place, it's really difficult to see your way out. Yeah. In my experience, and like from talking to friends who've been in similar experiences, I would say talk, talk to someone <laughs> or like seek external help. I mean, it could be literally like a, talking to a friend or maybe a professional or a mentor or a coach, like, because it's so easy to get like, like I don't know, bogged down in your shit and your mm. your life, and you can't see your way out. You can't see like how anything can change or how you're going to change. Whereas someone external can guide you through that. Even like a friend who's not involved can guide you through that, um, so that you can start seeing things. But also, I think it's really important to be in a place where you are ready for change. Some people like staying in their shit and being all yeah oh, look at me it's a choice <laughs> it's a choice to be in that worries me victim mode my life is so challenging and i hate my life and everything's done to me and it's awful yeah, yeah. it's a choice well, it's a valid choice to stay the same because yeah. that's that's safe exactly and i so i so a person needs to be ready for change and go okay i'm i'm ready and i'm determined to do what i need to do to change my life um and if they're at that point, uh, yeah, like we said before, I think it all comes down to looking at yourself first. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, oh, something as simple as being clear on what you actually want. Like, what is it you want from your life? And what isn't working and what will work? And how do you start changing it? And I do think fundamentally it starts by working on yourself and making yeah. making that decision and committing to it <laughs> like whatever it is yeah i i was just thinking back that i was in that dark place when i created first created my design the life you love program and oh, i'm really sorry can i just i just i've lo locked my boyfriend out i need to go get <laughs> <laughs> i'll just keep, i just keep talking to camera so i says it's gone um actually i don't know if you can hear i've got like i don't know it sounds like someone's hoovering so always when you go live that you have like things that people knock at the door, children lose their teeth. That was last time if you didn't listen to it, um, children losing teeth. Um, now I seem to have a hoover outside. So <laughs> just saying when we're live, like it's always something. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's no longer locked <laughs> Conversations amongst friends, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just thinking about um, when I was in dark place and I created Design the Life You Love based on coaching principles. Um, and sort of what came out of that for me and what I learned from that. And then my brain's done a complete jump from the side, side parallel line. Um, when I was in that dark time, I had counselling, I had brief counselling, and something that really helped me was to sort of, the, the counsellor gave me this like list of things to make you feel better when you're feeling depressed. And there... I kind of liked the fact that I could just pick one thing that was like a little step closer to feeling a bit better. Mm. And so I did a lot of walking. Um, that was the thing that really helped me. Um, but even if you don't have tools to feel better and you like don't know what you want and you don't know what to do yet, 
it's just tuning into okay this is how i feel right now it's this what thought what action no matter how small will take me one tiny step closer to feeling better feeling a bit better and you know it's that thing because when you think of doing it or when you do it you get a sense of relief mm -hmm. so it could be going from depression to anger but it's just taking a step forwards so change doesn't always have to be ginormous it can be a small step in your your attitude it can be a small step in your um your the way you treat yourself mm -hmm. or it could just be a case of taking a small a small action to improve something in your world around you because even changing one thing sends a completely different like vibration out into the universe that shows the universe that you're heading in that direction and so then it can bring you a match for that new that new state of vibration um so yeah, change can be absolutely really subtle yeah. and small and that's still valid. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Um, when I think back to when I was in a dark place, exercise was one thing that always made me feel good. And I didn't realize quite how much until like quite recently, but it, that's what made me feel good. And I used to do quite a lot of it or do like at home, I do at the gym and it, it made me feel better. And I enjoyed it and it did take me out of that dark place for a temporary moment so I could feel better. But each, like you're saying, each time that is moving you a step forwards until where you need to be, where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, so creating change isn't just about the big stuff. It isn't just about the kind of, I've got a great life, I want to make it better. It's or I've got a particular goal. It can be about just raising your quality of life, raising your raising your experience of life up so that it feels better. Yeah. It just gives you relief. It opens the door to sort of step by step by step, um, opens the door to better things mm -hmm. or better feelings for you. Yeah, you know, you know how it is when you feel you do something, you feel good, and then you do something else and you feel good again. It's just kind of like more you feel, more things happen that make you feel good and you do more things that make you feel good and it's like a spiral into feeling good more of the time which is true for the other way around as well i think oh yeah <laughs> spiral down i think we know that one quite well as well yeah that slippery old slide <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah i think it's important to do things that make you feel better yeah you know and then it can be like five minutes Maybe you listen to your favourite song. It doesn't have to be. You know. Yeah, which brings up an interesting thought to my head about that because, so I have, I have a relationship with sugar and with chocolate that is one that, it's like hanging on to a relationship that you know isn't good for you, but you hang on to it because sometimes it makes you feel better. <laughs> And I've just been thinking that like when you're in a sort of a lower vibration, when you're in a tougher place, doing something like the chocolate or something that, or, or alcohol, whatever it is, sometimes that thing is the thing that will give you that relief in that moment and help you feel better. Um, and so it's sort of working out those things and being okay with that, but recognizing that it's not where you're going to stay. So it's like a tool, but it's not a destination. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want that thing then to turn into like addiction. That and, it, and like I've had people who their like addictions almost like other people who make them feel good and they always yes. need it. But that, but then that then you become dependent on that thing, 
to make you feel good. So actually not solving a problem is just kind of, I don't know. Just and it's like the pattern of complaining. Yeah. So you get into a habit with, with certain friends. Um, and yeah, I know I do do this to you, Sazza, sometimes. But you, you have friends who you just like always unload on. Yeah. And then it's all about you and you always unload. And then you feel better and they're left like feeling shit when you go. Because you haven't actually had a proper relationship. Um, and you get into that habit of just de depositing your shit on someone else. And I think in a good friendship, like you'll have to and fro and it's, it's okay to share, but it's when you become kind of addicted to embracing the shit mm. and, and making that your thing that you connect over, like yeah. not progressive. It's restrict. It becomes restrictive. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, that's one to watch out for as well. Just getting into those habits because you won't be a very good friend if you are always negative. Um, yeah. A good way to kind of lose friends or create codependency with friends, or you end up attracting friends who want to fix you. And then when you get better to a point where you're actually feeling really good and empowered, those friendships no longer stand because you're not fulfilling that role the other person expects you to fill. You're not being the victim anymore. Mm. Um, that's a whole, probably a whole other conversation but I've definitely had that myself where I've lost friendships because I don't want to get sucked back into that pattern of complaining and being the victim because I've actually grown from it yeah um, and if that friendship can't evolve then you kind of you lose a valuable friendship yeah that's true that's a good point I think yeah you're right there's a whole other conversation by itself <laughs> Yeah, it's, I guess it's part of change is yeah. recognising that as you change, not everybody's going to like the fact that you change. Okay. Not everybody's going to be supportive of your change because yeah. they feel safe with you being predictable and how you always are. And they, it can trigger fear that they'll lose you, but it can also show fear in them because they're losing control. Um, yeah, so that's, that's something just to be mindful of. Um, because your journey is your journey no matter who else is in your life your journey is your journey to be had yeah. and the right people will support you and cheerlead for you and be happy for you yeah and even if they don't at the start they will come around um, yeah i've definitely had that experience for that definitely a good conversation for another time because <laughs> that's the big topic um, is there anything else um says that you wanted to cover about change um, no, no, I think not today. I mean, this is such a, like, there's so many different things that come under this topic. So I'm mm -hmm. sure we will come up, talk about it again in the future. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't have anything else to say today. Do you? No, I think I'm done. I think we've covered everything on my notes. Um, <laughs> the only, the only final thing for me about it was, because I'm following intuition, which if you, if you don't know what, if, listeners don't know what intuition is it's like the first thought that comes in before all the other fears rush and try and like pummel it to the ground um so it's like the football that's kicked in like rugby or whatever before everyone runs and leaps on it and then they leap on it um anyway i don't know why i'm making rugby analogies i'm so into sport um <laughs> but um it's that first pure thought that there's no emotion attached to it it's just do this thing do that thing, do that thing. And then a part of you can run in and like suppress it because your saboteur can be like, no, do that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. Or your victim can be like, oh, no, can't do that. That just, oh, that's too scary. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that first thing is often the thing that 
when you want to create your desires is the actual next step. It's a part of you or something beyond you, who knows? It's something cosmically that's saying, do that thing. And it might make, not make sense at all. It might be like, stop and go and have a coffee when you're in the middle of like mowing the lawn or write this social media post when you're still in the shower, um, which happens to me a lot, or mid-cooking and you've had to stop mid-cooking to kind of capture it. Um, but listening out for that intuition because that's the thing that is the magic that takes you there. And none of us know how the magic works really, but it seems to be the thing. So intuition is the other thing that I would add to the mix as something just to start peeking at and noticing. And if you're ready, start acting on it. That, no, that, that, I th that's a good point to put in because sometimes you, it's that whole gut instinct. Sometimes you know what you need to do or you know what mm -hmm. is your body or your mind or however you want to think about it is telling you to do. And it's about taking action because it knows. Your intuition knows listen to it <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and you, that's the other part of intuition is action yeah there's no point like having the intuition and not taking action no change happens without action unless yeah. the universe pulls the rug out from under you um so any change you want to create action in in guided in aligned intuitive action um and the whole energetics behind that is definitely another conversation yeah. um that i'd love to have at a different time um but taking intuitive action action that feels good well, not even good. Action might feel uncomfortable, but you know it's it's the gut 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 um gut. <laughs> What's the word? Your gut, your gut instinct. Yeah, and even if it doesn't feel good, you know that it's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, to take that action. Yeah, but you know when it's right. I th I think that, you you know you just know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it can be scary, but it's yeah. You just know. It has this feeling of if I do this thing, it's going to open up my world in some way. It might not make a lot of sense, but it just seems to just have that opening up feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've covered quite a lot here, yeah. I think. Fine. <laughs> so I hope listeners are still awake. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you haven't um, subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do that. I think there's a little bell thing to tick. Um, or subscribe on whatever platform you're on um, to download the podcast. And yeah, it's been fun, so thank you. It's been good. Um, thank you. And thank you to our listeners. And we will be back next week with more interesting chat. <laughs> okay, bye for now. Bye.